Thunder, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear this show as it airs on any device. And, of course, all these podcasts are commercial-free on iowamoney.com and Apple Podcasts. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinary, accomplished marathon runner, best-selling author, a lecturer, philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Joe, because <laughs> I just got back from Los Angeles. Well, we had a lot of fun. So did you. Yes. <laughs> you always forget we, Richard. It's not me. It's we. You asked me how I was doing. You didn't yeah. ask me how we was doing. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, look, uh, before we get into the show, was quick congratulations to the Aztecs who beat Stanford last week, uh, the number 19th ranked team. The lights went out on Stanford. They sure did. They sure did. So much for that show saying what great shape the stadium's in. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well, that happens. It's happened in other stadiums as well. So. Yeah, I know. But, uh, look, we're going to devote this entire hour. There's a, another great film opening up, which we I think I'm gonna we should take some credit in helping get this thing, uh, the show on the road. But, uh, everyone remembers 19, well, not everyone. I hope everyone, most everyone remembers 1973. I know Richard does because he was a 14 and then a 15 year old youngster keeping the scrapbooks for a guy named Bobby Riggs, uh, for the great battle of the sexes with Billie Jean King. And of course we were in Los Angeles. Thanks to Richard, uh, and Michelle St. Clair, uh, for getting us uh, some nice tickets to the LA premiere at the last moment. And, um, that was just terrific because we got to mix and mingle with uh, a lot of the cast and crew. And so did our guest on the line. She is the daughter of Bobby Riggs, and she got to go to the cast and crew screening at the Fox Studio lot itself with her husband and family. Dolly, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe and Richard. <laughs> Happy to be here. Our pleasure. Well, we've seen the movie, the film twice. Now tell us who, who you attended with. I know you had some grandchildren of Bobby fly in from out of state. So why don't you give us the quick rundown on that? That's, that's right. Uh, my husband was with me, and then uh, my daughter flew in from Portland, Oregon. And uh, then four grandchildren. Mm. Um, well, Sarah's the first grandchild. And then Catherine Riggs was Bobby Riggs Jr.'s only child, mm-hmm. grown child, and daughter, and then she, Andrew Riggs and, 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 and Abigail Riggs are my brother John Riggs's uh, two grown children. And, and John was the 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 brother who was lived in Coronado, right? No, 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 no. That was the John Bobby's brother. Was, John was uh, my mother's son, oh, okay. whom my dad adopted when they were married back in 1950, okay. 52, something like that. Okay. He's the one adopted. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Right. Gotcha. Yep. But so you had one grandchild from Portland, and the the other two flew in, or the other three flew in from where? Oh, um, two, uh, one flew in from Nashville. One flew in from Springfield, Missouri, and the other flew in from Kansas. How about that? And they all yeah. and they all got to go to the Fox Studio. Were they, did, did they uh, think that was great? I mean, they must have had a great time, right? Uh, we all loved it and <laughs> appreciated being there and uh-huh. getting to see the film before anyone else. Yeah. 
Now, Richard, you know, because yeah. we're a little bit nervous about how they would portray my father, and sure. um, so that was special to see see it before the general public. Well, the interesting fact is. You were 18 at the time, and I know you went to the Ramona match, and Richard is one of the few living people on the planet who went to both Ramona and the Astrodome. Uh-huh. Uh, but you had an opportunity to go to the Astrodome, and you being 18, and, you, you know, it was like no big deal to you, so... Uh... Exactly, <laughs> and I'm kicking myself now in hindsight, right? Right. <laughs> How could anybody have known, Dolly? That's what I said. Well, you know, I grew up with that fame, and uh, to me, when you grow up with it, and it's it's almost a big shadow that's always there in your life, after a while, you just kind of... Oh, well, yeah, that's Dad doing his thing. Well, yeah, I'm sure you're you know. a teenager, and, of course, teenagers are always into their friends and the, whatever they're exactly. doing. Exactly. Whether it's hacky, yep. hacky sack or we had no computers back then, so I don't know what we did to get in trouble. That's <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 Dolly, what, what did you think of the film, and what did you think of the portrayal of your father? You know, um, I liked the film. I was very relieved that they did not mention any BS yeah. Uh, any rumors right. about, like, that came out on ESPN a couple years ago? Oh, yeah, that stupid mafia gambling debt oh, so, story. Total, that thing is such BS. Total nonsense. I mean, that, that was my big worry. And yeah. thank God there was nothing about that. Yeah. And actually, I thought uh, Steve Carell did a really good job um, mm-hmm. acting and... You know, who can be Bobby Riggs other than Bobby Riggs, right? He's the one and only, as far as I'm concerned. Well, let's, so. now yeah. let, let's, uh, I, I know you and I had this discussion that, uh, look, Bobby was a, a great uh, professional tennis player in his early days. At the age, here's something really cool that I found out uh, at the age of 21, and you knew this, uh, he went goes to Wimbledon. Not only does he win the men's singles, he wins the men's doubles and the mixed doubles. And that uh, doesn't, it only happened, uh, I think there's only one other triple crown, Ken, Ken Rosewall, at one other major after him, and the only uh-huh. and the last um, the last woman to do it at Wimbledon was Billie Jean King, 1973. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just stunned over that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what kind of coincidence is that? Yeah. Only Bobby Riggs, mm-hmm. and then only Billie Jean King. Winning the Triple Crown at Wimbledon. Yeah. Now, now and, and I think she won it in 73, correct. too, didn't she? She won it in 73, yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. Which was the Battle of the Sexes uh, year. Yep. yep, yep. Now, my question is, and Richard may, knows more about, may know something about this, but when Bobby, at the age of 21, when he's in London, of course, gambling and, and bookies over there, it's a respected profession, and he, uh, he bet on himself, and he kept increasing the odds if he kept going on and winning, and... He won something like a million dollars. Now, is that in 1939 money or in, in current dollars? or do, What's the number, Richard? Do we have any idea? Or, Dolly, did he ever say anything? The, the story uh-huh. is that that's in today's equivalent. Okay. Um, would but, it be today's equivalent, or would that have been in the 39 equivalent? I don't know. The 39 money. I don't know. No, what the but, actual but when they talk about it being today's equivalent, they talk about it in the context of today's equivalent, like, 20 years ago, 30, you know, Bobby passed away in 95. So, right. so they talk about it in today's equivalent 20 years ago. Does that make sense? So it was a lot of money. Well, what, whatever, if it, it's obvious. It was a lot of money. Several hundred thousand. And of course, 1939, right after, you know, I mean, that's the depression. Yeah, he took his winnings from each one and, and then bet on the next one. Yeah, and he kept three ro- in a row. He kept rolling it over <laughs> and he kept giving him bigger odds because yeah. uh, 
uh, or better odds because they figured, what the hell? How's this guy going to win all three of these? And then he went. Well, ahead and dare I say on the radio, he really had balls. Yeah, <laughs> you dare say. <laughs> but and also, you know, also ranked number one in 1939. Yeah. Now the other thing is, Bobby was not a tall guy. He was like five eight, right? Five seven. At the most. Five, five, seven. Maybe even five seven and a half. So now he's taking on uh, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Kramer. We're gonna have a Jack, Jack Kramer. Kramer. Jack Kramer later on. Jack Kramer was like six one or so. So uh, Bobby was one of the smaller players. And Bobby had a famous match with him in Madison Square Garden uh, back in I think in forty seven when they were starting to do these exhibition matches, and uh, he beat him in his his huge uh, driving snowstorm, and there was still a huge crowd, and Bobby uh, Bobby beat Jack Kramer. So he was. He was a great player, but let me ask you this: because in the film you see Bobby working for the, uh, the the film company, I guess, in the office. How many years was he off tennis before he decides to pick up a racket again and uh, take on Billie Jean? Well, you know, I don't know what year he entered the business. My um, when he married my mother, I think it was well, it was the early fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Jimmy was born in 53, mm-hmm. so let's see, I think they were married in 52, mm-hmm. so I don't know if he went immediately into the family business or if there were a couple of years before he went into it, mm-hmm. but he did go into it, and I would see him come home every day in his uh, coat, his suit and tie. Now, they called her Priscilla in the movie, but her real name was Dorothy Priscilla Whalen. And, uh, of course. Yes, but no one called her Dorothy. She uh, was always Priscilla. Gotcha. But and, Bobby, uh, yeah, they were married in 52, but Bobby and Jack Kramer actually did promotions across the country where they played one another. And yeah. then Bobby also promoted the famous women's player, um, gorgeous Gussie Moran. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think in the mid 50s, he was still doing that. And then I think he joined American Photographic yeah. Company mid to late 50s. Anyway, we have to pause it right there. We're going to come back with Dolly Riggs, daughter of Bobby Riggs, and all about the battle of the sexes. The great film is about to open. Hang on. We'll be right back. All right. Great bonanza music. We've got a bonanza talking about the battle of the sexes. We have on the phone from San Luis Obispo, the daughter of Bobby Riggs, Dolly Riggs. And uh, I know she just saw the film uh, before everybody else at the cast and crew screening up at Fox Studios in Los Angeles. And uh, what did the grandkid? Well, let's talk about your uh, your daughter first, because she's 41 now. So she knew she knew Bobby as a grandchild for quite a while. Right. Yes. So yeah, how- because I, I raised my daughter in um, Encinitas ah. and dad lived right there mm-hmm. in Encinitas, Lucadia. So she grew up with her grandfather, mm-hmm. and um, they adored each other. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bobby had a condominium at the Bluffs. <laughs> That's right. I was he there was. so many times, I can't count. <laughs> right. And my younger brother still lives there. Yeah, Billy still lives there. How uh-huh. about that? Yeah. How old is Billy? So, How old is Billy? Billy's the youngest. Yeah, Billy is uh, 61. Gotcha. Yeah, he's two years older than me. That's right, gotcha. 61. Excellent. So, um, so uh, what did what did your daughter think of the film? What did you, did... you know? She thought it was really well done mm-hmm. from a movie standpoint, like well crafted. Mm. And I had some buttons pushed in that they uh, really morphed the family members. Yeah. Um, but my daughter was very calm about it and just said, well, you know, mom, they just had to simplify that for the sake of, 
making a good movie. They couldn't have gone into the whole family dynamics of my dad's first wife and then second family. And, uh, and of course, we had five boys and I was the only girl. Yeah. Now, uh, Bobby Jr., uh, he was born in, in the film. He's portrayed as about a seven or eight year old kid. And of course, in reality, he was born in 43, I think. Right. That's right. I, <laughs> so, I, just, you know, I was watching that going, who, who is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't wrap my head around that at first. Yeah. They're, they're creating a fictitious uh, sibling there. But, uh, you know, for the sake of entertainment, I mean, it was fun with the way they were playing in the living room. Uh, you know, was, was your oh, dad yeah. like that? Did he jump across the furniture and, and uh, do all that make-believe stuff with the kids and all that? Or? Oh, no. You know, that's creative <laughs> license. <laughs> But he was, you know what? I did post something. I said, you know, Bobby Riggs was a great comic actor, and so was Steve Carell. So, right? Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, there was something very funny about my dad without him trying to be funny. And I, I don't know. Just something, you know, his eccentric personality. Yeah. Well, he was actually really good with kids, you know, because I started hanging out with him maybe when I was 11. Oh, he, he loved kids. He was just really he good with kids. He to be around young energy. Yeah. Um, which is probably why he took Lorne Kuehl under his wing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he loved to be around, um, well, it's like he had his little entourage of young male tennis players. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he also had his bosom buddies as well. The, uh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. He like, well, now let's clear up one big myth because uh, when I, I, you know, they were so good at uh, creating this this controversy about male versus female, and your dad played had all these great funny lines about you know, woman belongs in the kitchen and in the bedroom and and whatever, and, and some of those are in the film. But uh, they actually, Billy and Bobby, became very good friends after this match. Correct? Um, yes. Yeah. So a lot, and when I tell women that, uh, you know, they it blows their mind because uh, you know they played it up. And, and the other thing that I wish they would have brought out more in the film was the the uh, Jerry Parencio, who was really the mastermind marketer behind this whole thing. Uh, you know, they made it look like uh, Larry King was the promoter, but they, they did reference him briefly uh, in the film when that when uh, I guess Billy's about to boycott the match when they want to make Jack Kramer the the uh, co-announcer. But, right, uh, very uh, briefly. Yeah, and they, he said, they really didn't uh, bring that out very yeah. much. But uh, Jerry Parencia was the guy who, uh, well, everything he did, he, he just passed away. He was worth over well over $3 billion. He owned a... Univision. A, yeah, a huge stake in Univision. Before that, he worked on he All worked, in the Family, Mom, well, with um, well, Mr. He, Lear. he was a partner with Tandem Part, Productions. With Tandem Productions. And yeah. then uh, wow. p- prior to that, he uh, handled uh, a lot... He was a theatrical uh, agent for... Uh, you know, from Marlon Brando, Liz Taylor, mm-hmm. all these huge stars at MCA. Didn't he help promote uh, Muhammad Ali? The, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier fight. Right. Yeah, the, yes. the, the fight of the century. In 71. And yeah. then when he sees this big match, the Ramona match, uh, the Mother's Day Massacre, and he sees all this, uh, the women's lib movement, uh, you know, taking hold, uh, he get, he gets in there and gets everybody out of the way. And, of course, people don't re- remember, you know, that was on CBS in Ramona and CBS thought they were going to get this match in September and he got them into a bidding war. And I think, oh. a- and I think ABC, it was a lawsuit and ABC paid a record amount, I think 750,000 for the rights to that. Yeah. And, 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 and um, CBS uh, ran the movie Bonnie and Clyde opposite the battle of the sexes <laughs> just to try to get even. <laughs> oh, wow. Warren wow, Beatty and Faye Dunaway. Yeah. <laughs> More information than but, we But, you know, there was another similarity between Bobby and Billie Jean, and that's that they were both um, 
uh, kids who played um, at the public courts. That's right. That's uh, right. They were not. They were not country clubbers, and in fact, they both um, were abused by. I don't mean physically, but in the sense of um, they got no credit from Percy Jones, who ran um, Los Angeles um, Tennis Association. Well, when Billie oh, Jean right. tells when Billie Jean tells the story about the shorts and not being in the picture, well, Mr. Jones was the guy who, when Bobby was a kid, wouldn't let him play in um, tournaments because he didn't belong to a club. That's right. I, I heard, I, I recall hearing him talk about that discrimination, mm-hmm. that he had to really fight his way for respect right. yeah. in that um, L.A. tennis club. Yeah. Well, ironically, you know, the Williams girls, same thing. You know, their dad coached them. They grew up on the cement courts of Compton, for God's sake, and uh, look at how great they became. I honestly right. think, you know, right. just a footnote, you know. And good for them, Yeah, too. Richard, That's what I say. The father used to deliver phone books, and he had the little gals carrying those phone books with him at the ages, you know, five, six. And I think that wow. may have built up their strength at an early age. I mean, that wow. probably helped their tennis. I don't know, but a lot of people don't know that. But well, he, you know, my 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 dad used to say all the time, the earlier you get started, the better. Just start them early, early, early. Yeah. And you see that with uh, Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the Venus sisters. Sure. The Williams, sure. But um, anyway, great, great stories. I know uh, Billy, uh, King, Billie Jean King, she, um, she at the age of 11, she went and played the very first time. And I, I don't know if she either got in the car or was at the dinner table. She told us it was at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, Mom, Dad, I'm going to be the number one woman player in the world someday. I mean, at the age of 11, she, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And her, yeah. Dad, her dad made her go earn, I guess, do chores or, uh, you know, earn money. She had to, to raise, buy the first racket. At the, yeah, she yeah. had to raise $8. Right, to buy $8 her. for yeah. racket. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. How about that? But, yeah. um, so aside from the, uh, let's see, what were some other things? And in Dad, the, you know, hmm. my dad came, he was a poor minister's son. Ah, Gideon Riggs, was, Gideon. Yeah, yep. yeah. his father was a Church Christ minister hmm. and had gone blind from glaucoma. Mm-hmm. And Dad was the baby of the family. Hmm. And uh, anything he wanted, he had to earn. Uh, and he used to have to hitchhike with my Uncle John. Um, yeah. Who is also Richard Musio's That's uncle. correct. But, yeah. uh, but all, of all the ironies, of yeah. all the ironies, Bobby Riggs is the son of a minister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, in the movie, of course, he, Bobby used to you know, bet on himself in all these crazy matches where he'd be, you know, have dogs on a leash and playing tennis and, and bet these wealthy guys. Did he really win a Rolls Royce from somebody, or is that, do we know that for a fact or not? You and, know, I don't know anything about a Rolls Royce, but I do know that he won a T-Bird, a 50-something T-Bird uh, in a poker game. <laughs> and we had that T-Bird really? in the family. He had that T-Bird for years. Wow. I remember that car. Who has it now? Yeah. Who has it that, now? That was that mint green The mint and green car, white. yeah. Yeah. And we all kind of passed it around. Everybody sort of had their turn in it. <laughs> How cool. Who has it now? Is it still around? Oh, gosh, it's long gone. Oh, I don't know what became of it. Darn. Boy, that was... <laughs> You know, that's like Billie Jean. She threw her, she always would throw her racket in the air after she won a match. And can you imagine what that racket, you know, that's a good collectible today, right? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, yep. well, Richard, you know, we're going to have some screenings down here. And we certainly hope to get you and family down here for those. Uh, they're, you know, of course, the film opens nationwide the 29th of September. And 22nd nationwide, na- San Diego no, no, on no, the 29th. No, no, uh, no, limited release 22nd, yeah. nationwide 29th. So. Right. 
Anyway, right. we're going to come back with Dolly Riggs, daughter of Bobby Riggs, and we're going to get Val Ziegenfuss in here, one of the original nine, as soon as she gets in the studio. So hang on. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. I'm going to be really brief with all of our sponsors except one because of the importance of this show. So a big thank you to UBS and Michael Caronta, our favorite CPAs. That would be Jason Kruger with Signature Analytics and the folks up at Polito Epic CPAs. Also, Joel Grushkin, Cost Segregation Initiative. Sean Puckett with Mechanics Bank. Neil Staley and Hub International, the Lombardi Group, headed up by Tony Lombardi. Paul Hines, of course, the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego. And, of course, Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office. But the big, big, big thank you is, of course, to Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management. Helped me to get the extra tickets to the premiere. I didn't want to go by myself. That wouldn't have been cool. So big thank you to Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management. For those of you who have no time, who want to go do cool things like go to movie premieres with people like Emma Stone and Steve Carell, Michelle St. Clair will get that done for you. Also, for those of you who are a little bit hungry, we can help there too, right, Joe? Absolutely. There's the Very Good Food Foundation headed up by Michelle Chuck Riley Lyrac with all the great foodie programs they do every year. And also Lestat's Coffee Houses open 24-7, 365 at all three locations, University, University Heights, uh, um, Adams Avenue in, in um, Normal Heights, and, of course, on uh, University Avenue. And, of course, many of these spots have been working with Richard for many years with great success, correct? Going on three decades. Oh, it's a long time. Even back to the Battle of the Sexes, probably. Not quite. I was a teenager. <laughs> I was a teenager when I was Bobby Riggs' scrapbook maker. Anyway. That, that was my first job, by the way, my first paid job, yeah, was well, being Bobby Riggs' scrapbook well, maker. Well, not a bad place oh, to start. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's been all downhill ever since. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to refer- I was only 18, you right. know, when all of that was going on. Yeah. Anyway, we have on the line Dolly Riggs, daughter of Bobby Riggs, and now we'd like to welcome in studio one of the original nine. We are honored to have Val Ziegenfuss uh, with us. Val, welcome to the show, Val. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. <laughs> So, what, Valerie, what did you think about the movie and the uh, premiere up in Los Angeles last Saturday night? I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Uh-huh. There was some, what is it called? They took liber- Poetic licensing yes. liberties. But sure. um, overall, I thought it got the message across. Uh, I loved Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Um, it was just so exciting to be part of it. Wasn't it That's my first. To, when, you, when you met some of these actors out in the, uh, they had the after party right outside the theater. They wrote, they, they cordoned off a complete uh, city block there and had a really great party. Uh, but wow. when you meet some of the actors and actresses, you wouldn't recognize them. The guy that played uh, Larry King had dark, he had brown, I guess, naturally brown mm-hmm. hair. Exactly. And I kept looking at this guy. I, I, I think he, he looks familiar, but the hair is all off. He must be in the movie. He's got a nice, you know, black jacket on and everything. And, and, and then I, I asked him, and, and uh, he was standing with Sky King, the son of the real Larry King. Who looks uh, like Larry. Who looks like, I thought he was the guy who played the, uh, Larry King. He mm-hmm. goes, <laughs> but I, can you, and, he, and there were too many Larry Kings because that morning we had breakfast <laughs> sitting next to Larry King, but he was the old Larry King. And yeah. Nate, Nate and Nels, <laughs> the yes. old Larry King. Who I had met back, I had met him 14 years ago, and I said, Richard Tassin remembers me, and, yeah. he, and he did. Joe, nobody was, ever forgets you. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to. But anyway. But, um, in any case, um, yeah. So, but, so, Valerie, what did you think about the actress who portrayed you? Oh, she was so sweet. I met her at that party you mm-hmm. just were discussing, and... Um, you know, she has four lines, five lines. Right. And I, yeah. she said, did I do a good job? And I went, well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> of course. Now, were, um, you, were you up there for any of the shooting or, or any of that at all? Or no, so this much? is all new to me. Yeah. And uh, it's just thrilling to be part of something so 
uh, big time. Yeah. I mean, this is a big time movie. Steve Carell was on um, uh, Today Colbert, Show. Oh, mm-hmm. Today's Show. And Today's I think show. Emma Stone's, uh, well, this this show airs Saturday night, but Emma Stone's going to be on uh, Colbert Tonight, which is, oh, good. Yeah, which, which sure is to last Tuesday. Um, I'm hoping they get on some of these other shows as well, but they are doing a great promotion job, especially on so- social media. They're putting up all the premiere pictures. I don't know if you saw any of that. I'll have to get those to you but, somehow. But Valerie, yeah. question. I, I had the pleasure of meeting um, Gladys Heldman just once. How did Sarah Silverman do with, with the, the elder <laughs> I, Heldman? I think she got it right. You know, yeah. Gladys smoked a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, did that, they but, didn't do that. I guess she was smoking. She was smoking. On the film. Yeah, she went. They yeah. went into that meeting with Jack Kramer with Billie Jean and Jack. You know. Yeah, when, she when, was. Oh, here's an interesting. They, here's yeah, an she interesting, was smoking. In here's an interesting factoid I found out though, because her daughter Julie played tennis, and after the that year at the U.S. Open, which I am assuming was after Houston, right, Richard? Because no, was, the U.S. Open was before Houston. Was it the, really? The first tournament in Houston, Virginia Slims, was late, late September, whereas the U.S. Open finished by mid-September. Right. Well, Absolutely. Well, right. so it, mid-September. So was it? Was so it the U, the first Virginia Slims tournament in Houston was after the U.S. Open know, but, in 1970. So the U.S. Open was like in July then. No, or? the U.S. Open was like uh, September 3rd to 13th. Early the September. um the original line, I believe, signed their contracts on September 23, well, 1970. So there was a but I thought the Battle of Sexes was going on during a Virginia Slims tournament. It was That's in correct. 1973 when the Battle the of the Sexes oh, okay. was going on. In 73, the Virginia Slims Houston was going on. Billie oh. Jean, in fact, had to play a couple of matches. Well, let me tell you before what Before playing Bobby and then wound up losing, I think, in the semis well, after the battle no, to no, Rosie no, Cassell no, in 73. Well, let me tell you what happened. The US, that is correct. The U.S. Open, Billy loses in the round three to Julie, Julie Hellman, Hellman. Julie the daughter Hellman. of Gladys Hellman. How crazy is that? Right. And that was before the Battle of Sexes, you're telling me? That? That's, that was before the Battle of the Sexes. So maybe she did that intentionally just to conserve energy. No, no. I just think it was a tough time in her life. B- no. Billy Jean never lost a match on purpose. Really? Yeah, no. no. And Julie, oh, no. Julie Hellman is good. Yeah. She yeah. can play. Yeah, well, they all, anyone who gets in these, you know, anyone who could get in those tournaments can but, play. But Valerie, sure. question, you're one of the original line. A lot of people don't know who they are. Can you explain briefly? Because I think the original line are some of the most significant athletes in the history of our country. Oh, wow. That's exciting. I mean, you rank right up in my mind, along with Tommy Smith and John Carlos at the 68 Olympics, for example. Hmm. In terms of the social significance. <laughs> I don't think so. I do. Oh. But anyway, um, who, who are the original nine? There were two Australians, Judy Dalton, uh, at the time she was Judy Taggart Dalton, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carrie Reed, uh, Carrie Melville Reed, uh, those are Aussies. Then there was the Americans, Nancy Ritchie, Rosie Casals, uh, Christy Pigeon, Peaches Barkowitz, Valerie Ziegenfuss, obviously Billie Jean King. Yeah. And Julie Hellman. And, then, and Julie Hellman. And, then, uh, and, and you basically risked your livelihoods to start. Virginia Slims. We did. They told us we would be suspended, Mm -hmm. tried to put some pressure on us if we played that tournament and uh, broke away. That tournament was at the same time as Pacific Southwest Mm -hmm. tournament. And that prize money. Run by Jack Kramer. Run by Jack Kramer. And that prize money that year was going to be $12,000 to the men and $1,000 for us. And Mm -hmm. so that's why we did something about it. Now, Margaret Court, when did she sign up? Because she, in the film, obviously, it looks like she's part of the original. Yeah, that's a little. uh, Yeah, she's not part of the original. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) She came on board sometime later. The the original line by the fourth year were up to 40 something women. Yeah. Approximately. 
Now, Val, we, we have Dolly on the line. Uh, what did you think of the portrayal of Bobby Riggs? Did you have any interaction with him uh, in real life? Uh, no. I know Lorne Kuehl very well, okay. who was Bobby's best friend. Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But as far as um, knowing Bobby Riggs, no. I mm-hmm. think maybe I would wave and say hello, but I don't know him. Yeah. But the portrayal was wonderful. It yeah. was funny. It yeah. was... Uh, you know, I don't know the background with the marriage. Um, so yeah. it was all new to me. And that's what I enjoyed going to this premiere is there's a lot of um, inside information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh, Learning so all the time. Learning, yeah, yeah, it was fun. So, Dolly, have you met any of the original nine yet? This is the first time, right? Uh, the first time. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Hello, Dolly. How are you? <laughs> but, but Valerie, question, you were one of the younger original line. How hard of a decision was it for you to break away like that? Um, Easy or hard? Um, you know, I called my dad. Okay. He was my coach. I knew your dad, George Ziegenfeld. Yeah. He Up was, until three years ago, the all-time winningest basketball coach in Del, San Diego State yeah. history. And still Steve Del Fisher. Steve Fisher yeah. lasted so long. So you called George? I called dad and uh-huh. just said, okay, because I'd been going to college in the fall and okay. then playing tennis in the spring. So this was the fall, and I said, Dad, you know, I'm supposed to go back to college or this opportunity. And he said, Valerie, you love tennis. You should uh, go with this. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. go to college anytime. Mm-hmm. Where were you going to school at the time, by the way? San Diego State. There you go. Go University, go Aztecs. <laughs> I'm a hometown girl. Got to get that in there. So, but I actually played doubles against your dad and his partner, Al Olson, many times. Oh, my God. Not by myself. <laughs> oh. I had a partner, too. But <laughs> They were pretty good. They were darn good because Al Olson, a left-hander. Joe, Al Olson won over 100 games with the Pacific Coast League San Diego Padres. Ah. A lefty. Lefty. Was really, really real quick. Lefty. And then how tall was your dad? About 6'4"? Six, 6'2". Six, six, wow. He couldn't get the ball over his head for some reason. How about that? <laughs> I mean, anyway, great we got it. we're coming up on our break. We're going to come back with Val Ziegenfuss, one of the original line, and Dolly Riggs, daughter of Bobby Riggs, all about the battle of sexes. When we come back, hang on. With Val Ziegenfuss, one of the original nine, and Dolly Riggs, daughter of Bobby Riggs. And at the break, Val had a question for Dolly, so you want to go ahead and ask I, I will. Dolly, did you play tennis? I did play, Val. Nice to meet you, by the way, over the radio. <laughs> yes. One of these days I, we'll meet. I, I played, but just uh, minimally, just socially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my it, dad was my coach, so did your dad uh, introduce you to the game, show you how to hold the racket? Oh, he did. We all played tennis in the family. Everyone learned to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's And good. then um, when I was around 12, uh, Dad had a tennis court built on our property. Oh, mm. good. Very cool. So, yeah. Now, Doll, you mentioned, you, you mentioned an interesting fact. The coach of your dad was a woman. Who was that? That's right. A lot of people don't know that. Who was that? Oh. Um, her name last was, name was Tennant. Oh, teach oh. tenant. Teach tenant. Yeah, up yeah. in L.A. Up she in LA. was good. Uh huh. She was very good. So I I know the name. I just can't pull it out of my brain. Richard just had. I got it. He had the last name. So, but, uh, but that, I, that's an interesting I, aside, though, because uh, you know who who would think that women were were in a position to coach professional players at that time in uh, the U.S. You know. That's right, and isn't that ironic mm-hmm. that. How many years later, this whole battle of the sexes thing came mm-hmm. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what do you? I want to get Val's opinion and Dolly's opinion and Richard's opinion. The prize money back then was a uh, fifteen hundred for the women, like twelve thousand five hundred for men. Look at it. The U.S. Open today. Of course, it's the premier pushing four million. The um, well, it's like three. Points. U.S. Open was the first tournament, by the way, that was equal in prize money. Uh huh. I and, believe that was seventy-three. And, what that, and how much correct. money was that? Seventy-three. Yeah. And that was how much did they make? I don't know how much it was, but it was oh, equal. It wasn't well. very much, but it, at least it was. Well, equal. now the total prize, the total purse for the U.S. Open, fifty point four million dollars. That's wow. I mean, even if you just to get in the singles tournament, you make fifty grand, and which is Isn't a lot. That exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gosh darn it. I know. <laughs> oh yeah. You were born yeah. too yeah. early, Valerie. Way too early. Oh my. Yeah, Our first. My- our U.S. Open first uh, year, 1968, the total purse was 100000 for the whole tournament. The whole tournament. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, we've come a long ways, baby. That's for That's the Virginia short. Slims tagline, by but, the way, folks. But, you come a long ways, baby. Yeah, but That's right. But now with the emphasis, uh, Title IX was supposed to be about academics. I think most of the emphasis went on sports and athletics. And uh, how do we get more women involved in, you know, the STEM area, you know, science, technology, uh, math and engineering. Oh, it's happening, Joe. Look at our favorite university, UCSD. It's happening, but the percentage of women going into this is minuscule. It's like three, four percent. Now, Dolly has a, uh, is it a niece or nephew or? A niece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about her, because that's an interesting, interesting. You know, she just graduated high school, and um, she was asked to read a paper on geophysics. Um, at UC Irvine to NASA and to the Mars Society. Mm-hmm. This young 18-year-old girl, she read it, and um, they liked her so much, she got an offer to please come and intern at John Hopkins University nice. and use their lab. And then she got offered to uh, be a technician in a space simulator for two weeks wow. at zero gravity. Mm. That's how smart this young woman is. And she's only 18, right? She's only 18, hasn't even gone to college yet. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Now, I think Very Val, impressive. Now, Val has some offspring, some young daughters that are in the athletics. And, and, uh, we well, like that. my father teaching me and my sister and my brothers, uh, I passed it down to my son, Michael Bradshaw, and his older sister, Allison uh, Bradshaw, denied. I've played against Allison at Lake Murray Tennis Club. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, she's a tennis pro now. She, she can hit the ball. The circuit. That's uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. She has, uh, they both have really good hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Michael took to golf a little bit more than playing tennis. But mm-hmm. they both love the game, and that was my goal mm-hmm. when I taught it to them. Well, it's nice to have these takeaway sports, at least tennis. You know, you're not getting con- too many concussions in tennis. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got one concussion. I got one concussion in tennis. It was playing doubles against well, Valerie's dad and Al Olson. But I'll tell that story off the air when we're done. Well, Valerie, question. Is that right? No, wow. I, I, when this is done, I'm not going to waste time. Valerie, that famous <laughs> photo of the original nine where you're all mm-hmm. holding a $1 bill, mm-hmm. there's been some debate about where that was taken. Can you clarify where that uh, the lobby inside the Houston uh, Racquet Club. I was right. Ah, was people it? have attributed it to pre Wimbledon, and people have attributed it to Forest Hills. And I said no. no, yeah. no September twenty no. third, nineteen seventy. They were down in Houston, about to play the tournament. Wow. They should never argue with you. You're right. Wow. I'm always right. <laughs> Well, Richard, Richard has the 2,500 pages of... of uh, I was Bobby's scrapbook maker. I actually yeah. had to read all that stuff. Yeah, as a 15-year-old <laughs> kid. So, 
and he made a couple thousand. And as bucks. my wife will attest, I haven't forgotten a single piece of it. <laughs> and if you happen to be pulled aside by me at a party, you're going to be very bored for the next two hours. Now let me ask this because I go on and on. Now dovetailing off that question, do you still have that dollar, that original dollar? I have a dollar signed by everybody. Um, because we've met for the 10th year reunion, the 20th, the 30th, uh-huh. the 40th, 45. So I, somehow I got that dollar and it is uh, framed with the picture. Wow. So we all kind of signed it. Um, Do that, I but hope that, you know, in that photo, I have a tennis dress on. Nancy mm-hmm. Ritchie has street clothes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, uh, I think I was scheduled to go play a match. Um, so we all gathered and said, this is what's going to happen. And. Gladys had been receiving phone calls. We're going to get suspended. You guys still want to go on with it. So um, some were dressed for tennis matches. Some had already finished. Speaking of dress, they, they uh, portray Ted Tingling. Tingling? Mm-hmm. Ted. He's yeah. the costume designer or whatever. Um, did they portray that pretty accurately, uh, him and his contribution? And, and the look? Oh, he, was, was the look authentic in the film as far as everybody's? About yes. Everybody? Well, Ted is, was 6'7". He really? was really mm-hmm. tall, tall, guy. Yep. tall guy, tall, thin, and he just made beautiful dresses. One, uh, one lady at the premiere had the original, uh, was it Pam a horn? Pam Teagarden had, had her jacket. Track suit on, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. With the uh, Virginia Slims logo on the back and, and everything. It's just it's unfortunate that it had to get tied with tobacco, but hey, you know, money is money, right? <laughs> right. At least uh, the cigarette was a woman's cigarette. You know, Right, Virginia Slims well, was the thinking- cigarette. For many years in Qualcomm Stadium or Samuel Jack Murphy's, they had that big Marlboro man out in uh, mm-hmm. right field or somewhere. But that was and, Joe Coleman from Philip Morris, yeah. for you history fans. Yeah. He came through with that sponsorship. Right. Gladys well, Heldman, of course, recruited him. But I'm saying they used to have smoking in, in football games and everything. So you guys were using uh, football promote smoking, so you know, why not? Yo, remember, we have clips of Johnny Carson when he had his nephew on where they were smoking on the Carson show. You know, my dad did a uh, photo shoot uh, for Chesterfield cigarettes, okay. <laughs> and he never smoked a day in his life other than a big old fat stogie when he was older. <laughs> and I bet he never um, had a sugar daddy sucker either. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> Those were good. Yeah. I remember a sugar daddy They got daddy stuck sucker. to your teeth. Oh, God. Yeah, anyway. Let's not promote sugar, sugar either. God, it's just as bad. But let me ask you, when when they had uh, Sarah Silverman as Gladys Heldman throwing the packs of cigarettes around, did she do that, or is that... Uh... That was a little movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when we did the press conferences, we'd go five weeks in advance of a tournament mm-hmm. sponsored by Virginia Slims, and they put on a great luncheon, great... Everything was first class with Virginia Slims. Ah. If we had prize money for the year, 800000 they spent 800000 on promotion. So they did it right. Wow. So, yes, we had a great leader in Billie Jean and a wonderful promoter in Gladys Heldman. But to have Virginia Slims, Philip Morris, yeah. uh, back us was just really lucky. Well, so, I- so trivia question. Who won the first ever Virginia Slims Houston? Who was the champion? Rosie Casals. Very good. And what round did Billie Jean lose in? She actually uh, lost to the finalist Judy Dalton after, in the. No, she lost in the first round to Judy Dalton. Oh, she did. She actually lost her first match. I came back and Billie Jean Rosie. came back though and won the tournament in '71. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, that was mm. no, so after the yeah. battle. So after September 20, she, Billy had to play when next? The next day? Well, no. In '73, the tournament was going on, so I believe Billie Jean won two matches before that Thursday. That September 20th was a Thursday. Billie Jean won two matches and then played what? Bobby on Thursday. 
then went back, and I don't remember if she won a match and then well, lost in the semis to Rosie or if she went back well, and lost in the semis to Rosie. I think she lost the next day. I believe Rosie. she lost the next day because yeah, Rosie beat her and then Rosie won that, that year, that too. That was the mm-hmm. question. Yeah. So, But anyway, everyone wound up a winner for that. We, Val Ziegenfuss, thanks so much for being oh with us. Oh, my Original Thank Nine. you for having Dolly, me. Yeah, Dolly Riggs, uh, thanks for being on with, on with us. We really appreciate Dolly, it. Dolly, really appreciate it. We'll see you when you get oh, down. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And Val, so nice yes, to uh, meet nice you. Nice to chat yeah. with you. Yeah. And everybody go see the movie. It's oh, wonderful. It's yeah, the 29th it. nationwide. Richard, always great seeing you. Justin Harder, board operator. Thanks for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanke and Dave Sniff here at KFMB for all their help. All these podcasts are commercial free on IYMoney.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.